Hey guys, welcome back to the GOAT Podcast. This is a podcast hosted by the Scatter the Broad Network. We are thankful. Wow, the bell rings at 6.30? I'm recording this on a Monday night. Uh, It's our Wednesday episode. This week we are doing our top 50 players on my board. Uh, The draftnetwork.com has the ability to give you a lot of different tools that you can utilize, uh, player rankings, uh, you know, just in the draft tools alone, they have a draft guide, a build board, big board that you could build, a big board guide, mock draft guide, scouting reports, mock drafts. They, they've got it all. We've covered this week a bunch of different prospects, and we are ready to begin. And I need to double-check here as we get started well, let's just round off what we've done so far. At number one, we had Will Anderson Jr. Number two, Bijan Robinson. Number three, C.J. Stroud. Number four, Bryce Young. Number five, Jalen Carter. Number six, Christian Gonzalez. Number seven, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Number eight, Quentin Johnson. Number nine, Miles Murphy. Number ten, Tyree Wilson. Number eleven, Joey Porter Jr. Number 12, Michael Meyer. Number 13, Will Levis. Number 14, Anthony Richardson. Number 15, Jameer Gibbs. Number 16, Jordan Addison. Number 17, Nolan Smith. Number 18, Devin Witherspoon. Number 19, Brian Breesey. And number il- number 20, excuse me, uh, let's see, Lucas Van Ness, which means today we are ready to go 21 through 30. 21 through 30. And here's where things get a little hectic. Anybody can make a big board, and in reality, I would even tell you that my big board is not the standard to go off of if you were trying to start something. Mainly because it's really tough When you watch college football, you're not necessarily scouting everybody. You know, I watch it. I look at guys on the offensive side that are juniors and maybe seniors, and I then try to watch freshmen that are coming up. Uh, Daniel Webster and I have a joke that there was a video we saw where the guy was doing some scouting for fantasy football, and they said, oh, what game are you watching? Nobody, We didn't think anybody was playing tonight. And he said, oh, well, these two middle schools are facing off against each other, and I've got the, got the live stream going. And they said, well, why are you watching two middle school teams play? He goes, oh, man, there's this kid. He's, he's in uh, seventh grade, and he's, you know, what, 10 years from now, he's going to be able to be drafted. And so that's kind of the running joke uh, about myself. But I don't usually do a deep dive defensively. So you might see some flaws in my list starting at this point. That's why I welcome your email. Goat versus goat at gmail.com. G-O-A-T-V-S-G-O-T-E at gmail.com. We would love for you to message in. Tell me I'm crazy. Tell me I'm wrong. Let's get a debate going. With that being said, my number 21 player. Number 21, Brian Branch, safety. Alabama. Safeties are hard to judge. Uh, You know, you've got guys that come out and you think they're going to be spectacular and they don't really do much. You have guys like Jamal Adams who are absolutely spectacular and then they get hurt and they don't do much. 
But Alabama has done a very good job of producing safeties over the years, and the one that really comes to mind the most that I don't think anybody will argue with me on is Minka Fitzpatrick. I think Brian Branch is a guy that is going to be a very big compliment to a team if they were able to select him. He's a true junior prospect, the TDN says. Uh, He's very good against the run. He's got a high football IQ. He's not that great in man coverage. You know what it makes it seem like then? This is the type of safety. Monica, you can check me on this. This is the type of safety that seems like you throw him at free safety, you throw him in the back end, and you let him kind of play zone. He's versatile. He's got a high football IQ. Uh, Just kind of let him play back. And also, if you need him to, he can come up and stop the run. Perhaps a team will be able to really kind of push past that, but that's my number 21. Number 22, Cam Smith, cornerback, Gamecocks. So Cam is an interesting prospect. Uh, He was an impact starter uh, where he routinely matched up with competition that was in in the top and didn't give up a whole lot in coverage. And he's got quick feet. He's got good coverage instincts and ball skills. He's got physicality and competitive toughness. He's not necessarily consistent in tackling. He's a little over-aggressive in coverage, and he's a touch lean, the TDN site here reports. And I don't disagree with the idea that you want to have a guy who is consistent in tackling. One of the number one concerns and one of the most frustrating things is a team that can't tackle consistently. That seems to be a huge issue for him. But you're also looking at a guy that he had 17 tackles, one interception, one pass defense. This says he's really good in coverage. What does that tell you? He wasn't really targeted as much. He's number 22. Coincidentally, TDN has him ranked at 23, and for Brian Branch to have him ranked at 27, so I reached. Eh, oh, well. Number 23, Zay Flowers. Now, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Boston College, you know, receiver, had 12 touchdowns, 1,000 yards, and 78 receptions. He's 5'10". He's definitely a threat at all levels in receiving. He is a very good rack, you know, run-after-catch individual. Uh, Just absolutely a dynamic option there. He's 5'10 on a good day. He's 182 pounds. You're not really drafting this guy to be a big run blocker. You're not really drafting this guy to be somebody that you think will play anywhere other than the slot in the first couple years of his career. Maybe he works out of that, but I kind of see it that way. He's a senior, and he is not 23 on the board in TDN's world. He's 25. Number 24, another senior, Derek Hall. Auburn Tigers. Seven sacks, seven quarterback hits, eight tackles for loss, 33 tackles. TDN writes that he's got the ability to be a very strong run defender, a developing pass rusher, and he has this enticing blend of burst, power, and arm length. Intriguing, right? Makes it sound very good, but he's underdeveloped, and he had a lot of coaching instability at Auburn. Um, I'll pause for some laughter there from you Alabama fans. And then I'll give a moment of silence for you Auburn fans. Here's the laughter. Ready? Go. 
All right, stop. That's enough. Nope. No more. Moment of silence. All right. Derek Hall is an individual that I think could go late, first round, early second. Uh, He could sneak in to a team like the Philadelphia Eagles who pick at 30, and I think that would be a really good pick for them. I digress. So, he's 24. So remember, Derek Hall at 24, Zay Flowers at 23, Cam Smith at 22, Brian Branch at 21. Probably a guy that is very, very intriguing is a guy that was buried on his own depth chart in a lot of ways. Darnell Washington. Did Look, 6'7", 264 pounds. Uh, the combine, he ran a 4'6'4". That should excite you. That definitely should uh, make you excited that he ran a 4.64 at the Combine. But he was buried. I mean, he, he was buried behind Ben Bowers, the guy that is supposed to be a junior this year and probably coming out next year, and is probably going to be the number one tight end consensus on our board this time next year. Ben Bowers. Remember that name. I promise you won't regret it. But Darnell Washington is a sneaky option here. 28 receptions, 454 yards, and two touchdowns. That's why he's number 25 on my board, because he has an upside catching the football. And not only does he have an upside, he's not just getting 28 catches for 200 yards. He's not averaging 10 yards a catch here. He's doing very well, very well. And I think a team that is tight and needy, tight and hungry, they're going to enjoy drafting this kid. I'm looking at you, Cincinnati. I'm looking at you, Buffalo. I'm looking at you, Kansas City. Crush the narrative. The Patriots dominated for two seasons when they had Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski, and nobody's really done that since. Nobody's really done it since, and I don't know why. In a league where tight ends, you have Travis Kelsey and then everybody else. Go get another Travis Kelsey. Make it simple. Number 26, Luke Musgrave. Eh, you know, we only started 13 games, struggles with separation. But I think he could really thrive. He ran a 4 6 1. He's a little faster than Darnell Washington. He's 6'6, six, six, an inch shorter than Darnell Washington, and about nine pounds, eight pounds lighter. I think you could see Luke Musgrave really thrive. That's why he's 26. Number 27, Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback, Bulldogs. This guy's a ball hawk. Uh, He's a magnet for the football. He's had six interceptions, six pass defense, 17 tackles, and three touchdowns. Similar to what we talked about earlier with Cam Smith, this is a guy that if we do this again before the draft, he might even move up on my board. Uh, I mean, he has a lot of versatility and coverage, He's slim, and I think that kind of makes people a little bit worried about him, but he ran a 4-3-5. By the way, six of those interceptions, three of them, I should say, went for touchdowns. Three touchdowns last year. Emmanuel Forbes, 17 tackles. Cam Smith, we said that was a good sign because men he wasn't really targeted much. This means neither was Emmanuel Forbes targeted a whole lot, but when he was, he made you pay. 
That's impressive. That's why he's number 27 or 26. 27. Keely Ringo. I got a soft spot for cornerback this year. Maybe it's because the Steelers really need corners, but I, I like Ringo. Uh, you know, he's he's big. Doesn't have a lot of ball production, but he's a good zone corner. An ability to really cover in the zone. And he, for 6'2", ran a 4.36 at the 40. That's fast. That tells me that as a zone player, he could be a guy that could definitely move up and down this board on draft day and absolutely crush it with the right situation and team. That's why he falls here. Now, let's go back over for just a minute. Number 20 was Brian Branch. Number 21 was Cam Smith. Or 21, excuse me, was Brian Branch. 22 was Cam Smith. 23, Zay Flowers. 24, Derek Hall. 25, Darnell Washington. 26, Luke Musgrave. 27, Emmanuel Forbes. 28, Keely Ringo. I probably had the numbers off a few minutes ago. 29, we got two more guys to cover. 29. Look. I am falling more and more in love with this particular player, and I really hope that I'm not wrong. He's a linebacker, and he is Drew Sanders. He transitioned in 2022 to an off-ball linebacker. And he has a tremendous ceiling because of that. He needs to probably add some mass to his frame. And that's something that he can do. But he's an excellent third down value as a pass rusher. Look, Drew Tranquil last year for the Chargers, now with the Chiefs, he came out and had a spectacular season. Spectacular season. Had a bunch of sacks, was absolutely great, had a bunch of tackles. And the Chargers said, see ya. Why would I not believe, why would I not believe that Drew Sanders is not going to just be their replacement in, in round one? Why would I not believe that you wouldn't want Drew Sanders? Why? Come on. This guy has a lot of upside. That's why he's 29. Number 30. Another wide receiver. Kind of lean, mean, you know. But I really love his statistics from last year. And that is Josh Downs. Dynamic and explosive athlete. Had a highly productive career and was a great rack receiver. But he is small, you know, 5'9", 171. Did have a little bit of the drop sees. Ran a 4'4", You know, I'm not going to lie. A guy that's 5'9", 171 should also be in the 4'3 range for me to get really, truly excited. But I'll bite. Let's just pull up his statistics from college, and we'll look at these things together. I'm using ESPN. We're going to look at his stats the first years of his career. He's played three seasons with the Tar Heels. Year one, 2020, not a great year to go off of, but year one, 2020, seven receptions, 119 yards, three touchdowns. Something to think about with that, though. His long was 75. So he caught a lot of red zone tar- you know, touchdowns, had a lot of red zone targets. 2021, he explodes. 101 receptions, 
1,335 yards, eight touchdowns. Last year, 94 receptions, 1,029 yards, 11 touchdowns. What I think Josh Downs is going to be capable of doing in the NFL, if he lands in the right team, and I'm talking Buffalo, Kansas City, the Chargers, the Rams, somewhere where they love throwing the ball, he could be spectacular. He could be spectacular. That's why he's number 30 on my list. Now, with the remaining time we have left, we did get a question sent in. I need to pull it up here on my phone, and we will look at it together. I believe it's also from our good buddy, Chase Green. Chase, keep the questions coming, man. We love it. Here is what Chase writes. It's a fantasy football question, and I love it because I hate this too. What are your thoughts on touchdown-only fantasy leagues? Literally, touchdowns and field goals, extra point kicking, are the only points that you get. No points at all for receptions, rushes, or even yardage. It's the most maddening league I've ever been in, he says. No pun intended. Sorry, John Madden. All right, so, Chase, two things. One, you're absolutely right. It is the most maddening. Absolutely. It angers me. And I, I know that because I'm in one with Dan Cates. Uh, Dan is a good friend of the podcast uh, network, Scattered Abroad, and hadn't been on the GOAT podcast yet. Maybe I need to do that at some point. His son, Connor, is also a real big football fan. It'd be kind of neat to have both of them on at some point, but I digress. Talking back to the, the touchdown-only league. I hate that league, and I, I make no apologies for it. I hate that league. But Dan made a compelling argument years ago when we started it. This is, I think, year three. And I'm pretty sure he's won it one of the, the years we did it. He probably won it year one. Let me pull up the league, and I can kind of tell you. Oh, yeah, this is the league where Bradley Smith won as 7-21. and 21. Um, Wow. Okay, so let's just – we've reset the league here. I will show you – what Chase is talking about by looking at last year's stats. So on my team, last year, Josh Allen was my highest scoring player. He scored 150 points. My next highest scoring player was a kicker who scored 132. Then Trevor Lawrence at 108. Then Austin Eckler at 93. Justin Herbert at 5, at 76 points. And then the biggest gap, Dalvin Cook scored 54, Najee Harris scored 51. If you look at the league, just like the whole league leaders last year, the highest scoring player was Patrick Mahomes, who somehow scored one point higher than Josh Allen. Dan's compelling argument, his compelling point was years ago, that was all fantasy football ever was. You know, you had a couple of guys that would get together on a Saturday. They'd set their lineup. Sunday, they'd watch the games. And then Monday, they would calculate to see who won. Can you imagine? Like, I really need to get Dan and my dad on the podcast to talk about that because that seems so foreign to me. It's so 
odd to think about having to go somewhere with a newspaper and calculating the points. Wow. In truth, and to sum up, touchdown-only leagues, they can be fun. They can be fun. But they're not. They're just, they're not. They're not fun at all because you're not the the exciting thing about fantasy football is not winning 38 to 42. The exciting thing about fantasy football is when Jamal Charles years ago had five touchdowns in a game and scored me like 60 points or just a couple of seasons ago when Alvin Kamara had that many touchdowns in a game and scored 60 something points or when Khalil Mack had five sacks in a game and scored me 100 points because of all of the yardage that was lost in that game. Those are the games that we remember the most. And you know how I can tell you we remember them the most? None of those games happened last year. Two of them happened over seven years ago. But I remember them. I remember the feeling that I got when I watched Antonio Brown score three touchdowns against the Tennessee Titans live, but also on my fantasy team. That's what we really love fantasy football for. And as fantasy football has morphed and evolved into what it is now, why should we go to a touchdown-only league as a standard? No, I'm good, man. I'm good. I don't want to do that. Uh, any more than I'm already doing. I'll do it because Dan loves it, and I love playing with Dan, and it's it's an exciting league to be in. But, no, I'm not just looking to do that in all my leagues. You want to do something fun? I'll tell you about this, and we'll close out the podcast in the next three minutes. Do a league. Do a league where your average score is 300 points or more a week. That changes your view of fantasy football. And I'll illustrate it. Look, last year in the Good Guys League, the league that I am in with Jameson and Daniel, a bunch of the guys on the podcast, Monica's in this league with us. Last year, the highest scoring player, let's just pull him up, It was Patrick Mahomes. Are you ready for this? Remember in the other league, Patrick Mahomes scored 151 points. In this league, Patrick Mahomes scored 871 points. And it's amazing. The lowest game that Mahomes had all season was week 18. Right? Yeah, week 18 when he scored 31 points. Do a league like that. And come talk to me. I promise you, you won't regret it. Especially nowadays when it's all calculated for you and it shows you everything. I can show you. If we go back to last year, if I went to 2022 and I just showed you my matchup, Jamison and I played in the Fantasy Football Championship. He beat me. But the average score that we had last year was the winner got 560-something points usually. They'd score in the 500s. It's amazing. It is so much fun. I'm telling you, you never regret it. You never regret doing one of those. And here's how I can tell you that you'll never regret it. 
Jamison and I played a two-week championship, and this is where we're going to close it out. Played a two-week championship. He beat me 1,176 points to 1,105. Guys, I lost by 71 points, but do you know how close that is? In a league where guys are scoring 40-something points a game in the quarterback position, I lost by a field goal, essentially. Do a league like that. I promise you, you won't regret it. Tomorrow, number 31 through 40. Till then, take care.